USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to sign in, but I'm um, starting up the broadcast now, too. All right. Now we do it. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do you hear that? Hear what? I'm receiving some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message. And music. Music? Routed through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie effort. Bringing you news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. I like that Wookie. And now your hosts, Brett, Ken, Derek, and Mike. <laughs> Well, welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is Ken, Derek, Vicky, and Mike. Um, slight change um, because of issues we won't get into. Um, Brett has taken a part-time status now with the show. And um, the person who was going to be our part-time host, the fill-in whenever we needed a fill-in, um, is now full time. So welcome aboard, Vicky. Thank you. So or, originally the intent was to have Vicky come on, and so you, the listeners, could not be alarmed when when she does come on and I get a chance to to meet and inter- you know, be introduced to her. But I guess we'll do the introductions now. So would people really be alarmed to hear me? <laughs> no. I think they're going to be grateful that it's not just an all-guy show now, so to speak, maybe. It's all, we're all geeks. It doesn't matter. It's all Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Sure. So what? Uh, how did we do it on the first show? That was Even though it was two show, uh, three shows ago, I don't remember how we... Is it, how, how does Star Wars become an influence to you and in your life? Um, I don't really have... Uh, a really good story about this because I was born in 1981 so I wasn't around for the first two movies to see those in the theater and when Jedi came out I was just two years old my parents were going to take me but I feel like um, the Star Wars movies has always been in my consciousness and like I've always known that Darth Vader was Luke's father so I don't really remember a first time watching Star Wars I was kind of robbed in that way (laughs) But I, I have always loved it, and um, George Lucas is my hero. Mine too. Cool. So, well, why don't we delve right into the news and uh, kind of what we do best? And that's, I guess, we're gonna. This could be possibly the final speculation. Um, oh, I don't know how we want to put it, but. This is the last show before Star Wars Rebels starts up for season three. So, um, I think next show we're going to start adding you know, conversations about Star Wars Rebels. You know, recapping the episode. 
Cool. I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, it sounds good to me. The, 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 the trailers and everything are have been amazing so far. Yeah. So, um, Ken, what do you think? Is he here? I think we lost Yeah, him. I'm here. It just, uh. <laughs> I'm having some Skype issues a little bit. But, um, uh, yeah. No, I'm really excited for episode or for um, Rebels. Um, I was actually. Did you guys see the Thrawn trailer? The short yes. trailer they did, uh, just focusing on Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, uh, I I didn't see that one. No, I haven't seen uh, it. What an amazing! It, it's I don't know. They they kind of they kind of killed um, the EU with it. Oh yeah, I heard about I that. I don't see that really because the EU pretty much. Um, as part of canon has been gone for a while, yeah. but they still got all kind. Of, they can still bring in anything on there. He really didn't kill it. It's just a um, matter of they've started re- rewriting it now. Finally, right. Well, the, um, according to iDigital Times, which the, be careful when you go to that site because it's going to pop up everywhere uh, with video. The um, now that Thrawn is reintroduced into canon. Uh, through through Rebels, because we know Rebels and Clone Wars and the movies are all canon. Um, they're saying they could, that we could declare the Star Wars Expanded Universe dead once and for all. Well, no. That supposedly happened with the creation of the story group. So, it's what's being allowed to come back as part of canon is a whole other story. And apparently Thrawn's one, uh, Thrawn's one of those where He's being allowed back, um, and, it, and it's appropriate. I, I think it fits with what they're doing. So who knows? Yeah. May, maybe we might see him in some sort of role with Rebel, uh, with Rogue One, or maybe he's involved in some sort with Episode Eight. Even um, the chances of him being there are, are now greater. And it's a character that I think is definitely important. Yeah. So. Um. But the the trailer, oh my, <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. Thrawn trailer was absolutely mesmerizing. It, it, it was it was well, awesome. Actually, if you when you watch that trailer though, if you look at some of the scenes they show you, um, it's interesting because there's actually a couple of um, cameos from Rogue One in it. Uh-huh. It in the way of vehicles, oh, they actually cool. are using yeah. one of those new Tie Strikers in the um, in the um, in Rebels for this one. Yep. And you get to see they have one of those ATACTs, the new ones. Yeah. Both in the trailer. Yeah. And then I noticed I didn't realize how much I know um the ACT, the head of it actually looks like those um frog eye looking walkers that they've been using for years or for the other two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, those those were came from Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What eventually becomes the the ATSTs. Yes, it's the yeah. early version of the ATST, or it's a gecko walker, I think is what some people are calling it. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. But the head of that looks very similar to the new ATACT. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, we've been, they've been telling us all summer since um, we started to get some stuff about Rogue One that um, Dave Filoni's been telling us this whole time that he's wanting to make, um, or they were purposely did this season to get it to look to look closer to what Rogue where Rogue One is because the crew of the Ghost is closer time wise to where Rogue One is now. Right. Yeah. Because this, this. Well, I guess that brings up the other trailer uh, and the other news a little bit. Um, there's another Clone War, Clone Wars alumni joining 
the ranks of rebels as well. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. Actually, I was watching the um, the um, three part episodes with her uh, from episode or from season five right before we signed on here. Well, but before we get that far, let's. I'm going to let Vicky take this story because I know she's the one who brought okay. it to the forefront. Did I really? On, on Facebook. I oh, okay. It, I brought it to the show notes, but I saw you bring it up <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, um, I guess in the last season of Rebels, I kind of expected um, that Bo-Katan was going to appear sometime soon since they reintroduced Darth Maul. And um, the last time you see Bo-Katan in Clone Wars, um, Darth Maul killed Pre Vizsla. He killed her sister Satine, so she really has unfinished business with Darth Maul, and I think that if he meets an end in Rebels, I think she'll have something to do with it, or vice versa, if she meets her end in Rebels. Yeah, I think so. But it'd also be interesting to see how how she'll play along with with Sabine, and and see what, you know, do we get the Death Watch coming in? You know, is she bringing in the Death Watch still? Or or what what's going on? I really want to see that black lightsaber come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. last we saw it, Darth Maul still has it. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe we'll see him uh, fight against Ahsoka again. Black versus white lightsabers. Well, well we're assuming Ahsoka survived the season finale. True. <laughs> come yeah, on, Dave. Fil- I know Dave Filoni's <laughs> already said straight up that she's not coming back. He's done with her story for now. Yeah, but then again, he's also said that um, after seeing the reaction from the fans when he said that, that he's got other ideas percolating now. No, I w- I wouldn't put anything. Be you know, nothing from Filoni would surprise me if he doesn't bring her back. Yeah, okay. At least bring her lightsabers back because that would be a cool battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so with Rebels being a couple weeks away. Wh- What's every everyone looking forward to? Uh, I like the uh, the updated mature look of Ezra, and I'm looking forward to how he's going to be swayed by either Darth, you know, Darth Maul wanting him to become his apprentice, or his teachings from his learnings from um, from the Sith Holocron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of see that a little bit in, in the last trailer that came out where he, he turns the uh, the Gecko Walker around and has them shooting the other stormtroopers. That way they yeah. the, that way they have a chance to escape. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder, it's like, okay, is this the side of Ezra that we're... I don't know. I mean, because well, now you could then throw into um, the mix, so to speak... On, on theories on Snoke is is Snoke possibly Ezra? Hmm. I mean, well, you got to remember last time we saw Ezra in season two, he had just unlocked a Sith holocron. Right, right. At the urging of Darth Maul, aka exactly. Old Master. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, we know Kanan's going to be blind. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I've also heard. Um, I don't remember who it was, but um, it's been said that um, when people were talking about Kanan and Hera being space married, which is an old story, but um, I guess we're going to get more information on that this season, too. They're going to explore a little bit more of one way or the other with that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I still have the that sneaky suspicion that Hera is a Force-sensitive. 
Maybe not a Jedi, but she's force sensitive. What makes think- you? Oh, sorry. What makes you think that about uh, her? It's she just pulls some stuff with Kanan, sort of like Leia did with Luke. Like, I think that if she is, she doesn't know it. Yeah, that yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. Kind of like the theory that people have had for years and years since back to the beginning that Han Solo may be force sensitive in some way, just because his luck is just too good. Yeah. Well, no, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll I'll give him the smuggler's luck with that. But Hera, I, there, there's been too many times she she pulls that whole you know, like Leia did at at Bespin. Yeah. Of wait, I need to go back and. I don't know, it's just one of those funny feelings. They might develop her as a Force-sensitive. Sort of like Maz Kanata. Uh, sort of like Leia is. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. We shall see. I mean, mm-hmm. for all we know, I could be absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know one of the thing. another thing that I was look, actually looking for for this season is... Um, same thing that Vicky had brought up about the whole Mandalorian. Just more Mandalorian info in general, including... Remember, Sabine's backstory... That um, we're gonna see. We said Bo-Katan's coming back, and um, but Sabine is actually part of the clan that Vizsla came from. That pre-Vizsla came from. Yeah. Well, so it, you know that's gonna work into Death Watch somehow. Well, you also gotta remember too that um, Sabine was also a member of the Academy. Yeah. Because she talks about it in uh, in the the episode that had Star Tours in it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so There's a lot of backstory for her that we get to, that we need to find out about still. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what about her bounty hunter days? Because you know mm-hmm. we had the one bounty hunter that ended up helping her. Well, with all the bits and pieces we know about her backstory, what'd you do? Like three months of everything? Because she's only like seventeen. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. She like three months of this, three months of that. You know how teenagers are. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> So, That's so last Tuesday. <laughs> um, so any any other thoughts about Rebels? You know, at, at this point in time, I mean, the jump is what? Probably two, three years? I don't think it's going to jump that far. You, you don't think? Maybe a year? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe, maybe. a year. Maybe. Cause, um, I mean, does anybody the, know? Is, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because the big thing is Ezra's the biggest change. Yeah, he does look a lot taller than he did. A lot taller. The face has aged a lot more. It's That's also like, just because they got the new models. They could put this within like a couple of months of the last one and just not even worry about it. Or it could have just hit puberty. True. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, has anybody heard? Is um, Amazon and iTunes and everybody else going to split the season in half again? I have I not know. heard. I have not heard. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know that they were splitting the season in half until I had already bought the first half of the season. And then at um, episode 10, they made me they wanted me to pay again. That's weird. Huh. They called it season three. Mm. Oh, that's iTunes for you. They're, they're, they're known for messing up, yeah, especially with the Disney stuff. Yeah. They're, they're well, no, this was messing. actually, this was all across the board. I had bought it from Amazon. I guess this was a Disney decision. Huh. It's odd. Yeah. Because yeah. if that's the case, then technically this is season four. Coming that, yeah, well, mind. but it's funny because they actually when the first um, episode you got if you bought season three was episode ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like it was weird how they did last year. They showed that one the the season premiere of season two, like in what was it June or July or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they did that for season one and season two. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was like a, it, an hour premiere. Yeah, they called it the movie of the week or something like that. Yeah. And they made you pay for that separate also. <laughs> that wasn't included in season one or in season two's um, full season buy. No. It's, who knows how, why Disney or iTunes or Amazon did what they've done. Because I've seen it, I've seen it with other stuff with, uh, like when my daughter was real big on Doc McStuffins and we went to get one, one of the seasons. Well, to get the whole season, we had to buy, according to iTunes, two seasons because there were two different seasons. It's like, uh, but it's the first season. Yeah. So I, I don't get why they they do that. It, it, it just, I'm hoping I only have, since I don't have cable, I'm hoping I only have to buy it once this year. One can hope. We'll have to see. Um, now, something you can buy and get the entire season of is the the free ma- uh, the Freemaker Adventures is coming to Blu-ray and DVD in December. Uh, this was the the Lego series that's been airing on Disney XD. You guys, watch I've heard it? that's really good. You get you guys watch it at all? No, I, I don't have Disney it. XD, so okay. Well, I want to see it. I just like I said, I don't have um, XD right now, so it, and I actually tried to I tried to log in and watch it online. You have to have a cable login. Yeah, yeah. Well, the um. It's it's going to be. It comes out December sixth. It's a two disc set that features all thirteen episodes from the series, um, including some bonus features, including uh, the Freemaker Adventures Meet the Freemaker Family, a, a collection of of clips, behind the scenes footage, cast interviews, and um, Freemaker Salvage and Repair, where you can visit the shop as Rowan, Cordy, or Xander. Um, as they take you on a tour of the family business. In each Blu-ray and DVD set will include six exclusive magnets. Uh, and of course, on StarWars.com, they have a uh, first look at the box art. Um, the series takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. See, I question that. Well, really? Yeah, I, no, 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 it does. Because at one point, they're on the Hoth base, and it's been abandoned. Mm. Yeah, but but Hoth, but Empire takes place almost so quick after after the destruction of the first Death Star. So, um, but the three Freemaker siblings um, are are going on a scavenger hunt around the galaxy, looking for useful divert, debris to vi- to build new vehicles of their own design. When uh, Rowan, the spunky, force sensitive twelve year old, um, comes across these Kyber crystals. Because apparently there was a kyber crystal lightsaber made, and it's the most powerful, powerful thing out there. Um, Rowan is voiced by Nicholas Cantu. His uh, quick-witted sister is voiced by Vanessa Lingis from Glee, and, that's, and of course she does the voice of Cordy. Um, Xander, who is the ace pilot and charming rogue, uh, is voiced by Eugene Bird from Arrow. And is the oldest brother of the family. And Lucasfilm's Matthew Wood does the voice of ROGR, also known as Roger, who is a refurbished battle droid from the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, I heard about him. I heard that some of the best stuff that comes out of this is actually from Roger. Yeah, yeah, it I'll is. I'll have to check this out. It, it, it's not a bad series. Um, 
Now, while Rowan discovers a natural connection with the Force through an ancient artifact, uh, you know, the Kyber Saber, he and his family are thrown into an epic struggle against the Empire to restore peace and freedom to the galaxy. And of course, they have this one character, um, Nari, who is a Sith, but you know, most of the time, until a little later, she, she appears to the Freemaker family as, as a Jedi. So she, she's got like facial tattoos that change color when she goes to, to Sith mode. Huh. It, it's, huh. it's, it's, it's intriguing. It, it's, like I said, it's a fun little series. Is it canon? I don't believe it is. Um, but Lego has made some Lego kits from this. Um, the, the series itself is pretty cool. Uh, it, you, know, you you get cameos from, I believe, Leia. I know you get cameos with Lando. I think Luke has a cameo in it. Uh, Vader and the Emperor are in it. Um, Richard Kind plays this Imperial officer who starts off as a almost like an admiral, and by the time you, by the end, he, he's almost like an ensign. <laughs> so he just constantly gets demoted throughout the series. <laughs> and it's so funny, because he's like one of the laziest things. When you, you know, like the scene when they're on Hoth and, and the Freemakers show up, the other guy wants to report it to the you know, to the rest of the Empire that, hey, they're there. He's going, no, no, no. We don't want to draw attention to here. That's a good place. There's nothing happening. So... <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's a it's a fun little series, and that will be available, Blu-ray and DVD in in December, December six, right before the holidays. Huh. So so it's a great stocking stuffer. Uh, very well could be, and, no, and knowing Lego, their pricing's not bad on their DVDs. Yeah, with the Lego it, with the Lego stuff. How many episodes do they have on this? Thirteen, and with them saying season one. Uh, there could possibly, I guess, be another season. Huh. They usually go at least two to three on a kid show. Yeah. Yeah, well, like the, the Lego um, Justice League stuff. I mean, it, it, they haven't done seasons, but they've done different movies that all kind of tie in together, and I think they're up to like yeah. seven or eight movies now. I just saw like three more at Target the other day that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> so, I don't know, I'd be curious to see what happens. So, um, y'all hear about the new third-person Star Wars game that's coming from EA uh, Visceral? I, I didn't until you put it up on the links and I re- watched the video. It looks fun from what they're describing. It looks amazing. Yeah, I didn't. I, I know about it, but I don't know too much, too many of the details about it. Yeah, it looks I, like all they have right now is concept stuff is all they've shown. Yeah, I think the images they showed, weren't they from 1313, and they were saying that it's going to look have a similar appearance yeah, to Yeah, most, most of what they were showing on there was um, old footage from 1313, but there was a, um, the one scene where he's walking out of the um, cantina-looking thing into what they're calling Moss Eisley. Right. That was actually from this game. The rest of the actual concept paintings were all from this game. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm still so disappointed about 1313. Yeah. That could still show up somewhere. Mm, possibly. Well, I, I know EA Games has it somewhere to try and finish. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, w- one of the things is, like, around the, the three-minute mark in the video is you see a character that looks awfully familiar to one from the Darth Vader comic series. Uh, it's, uh... Yeah, that... Was that Aphra? Oh, yeah. So, uh, maybe Aphra's making an appearance in this? That would be cool. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, there, there, there's a lot of speculation on this, um, 
maybe visceral is taking part of 1313 and, and making it part of a bigger project. But if yeah. that's the case, well, they, that's a lot. They had already of done all that development work and all the uh, models and all of that stuff. The game, when last I heard, uh, it was almost ready. They were like in beta testing almost. Yeah, that's what I had heard too. Yeah. yeah. I, so I if think... they could just take that and rework it into a new game and rework the story on it, they it costs a lot less for them to develop this new game, and they're not out all the money they already spent on it. True. Very true. But seeing some of this too, it's like game footage looks like it came from a different game. It's not even Star Wars related. Yeah, well, that's just that was the influence. Like they were saying, it's um, the same team who made Uncharted. Yeah. So you're gonna have some influences from that in it also. Yeah. Interesting. It, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be an intriguing intriguing thing. It really is. So yeah, well, let's just stick around and see more news from this. Yeah. Well, one thing, it is nice to see that even though they shut down LucasArts, they're still going to be working on new games. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking LucasArts now is almost, even though it's shut down, it, it's there's just like a small core group, and all they're doing is handling the, um, making sure that the, the Star Wars games meets Lucas standards. Yeah. They're almost more of a licensing group now than a um, yeah. game development group. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to make sure that um, the properties are being being done right. As opposed to movies that were trying to be like Star Wars and were done wrong. <laughs> a couple of these are amazingly terrible. A couple of them, I was surprised that we were actually on this list. Yeah. So, um, Movie Cheat Sheet brings us seven of the worst Star Wars ripoffs ever made. Uh, in the number one spot is Star Crash. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this, but I've heard it is terrible, terrible movie. I want to say there is a Star Wars alumni in that film. Uh, give me a minute, I'll look it up. I don't remember. It, um, Star Crash was done by Richard Corman. Hmm. Uh, and it's become, and of course, he's become a legend for low-budget B-movies, uh, especially through the 70s and the 80s. Uh, Star Crash came out in 78, while trying to see, I know him. I know him better from that phenomenal Fantastic Four movie he made. Exactly. Yes. That was yes. yeah. That was the biggest. I wouldn't. That's where the curse began. Necessarily, it, not necessarily his biggest movie, but like the biggest, the one with the biggest story around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Chris Chris Monkey or Chris Monkey was in this. I'm not seeing him on the list here. I don't remember. It, yeah, they only have about 15 people listed under on their IMDb page. Yeah. But but that includes David Hasselhoff and Christopher Plummer. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I was wrong. It's Chris Munka, not Monkey. It's a it's a German German last name. Um, I think that's German for Monkey. No, it, it's not. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm double checking his IMDb. Now I'm thinking Saturn Three is what he was in. So um, wait a minute. It mentions Roger Corman, but what did he have to do with this movie? Because I'm looking through the credits, and he's not credited on anything on this. Are there two different films named Star Crash? No. Um, I, I think it was because... it was Maybe his, this is just in was, his style? It was his production company that did it, New World Productions. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, a young Christopher Plummer and David Hasselhoff. Uh, the plot concerns a roguish space smuggler 
an Imperial Space Police Force, and an evil emperor. But it's hard to focus on any of that when you're busy when you're busy laughing at the absurd special effects. <laughs> now, this next one comes from um, the, this is where the most infamous Star Wars ripoff character or action figures come from. It's the man who saved the world, aka yeah. I'm not even giving this a shot. I'll go for it, Mike. Uh, Danyayi Kurt. Kurderon Adam, a.k.a. What? Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of this again? Um, <laughs> the, the, who, the English title. I'll, I'll look it up and see. The, the Man Who, the saved, man who the world. saved the World. I want to say it's Dunyayi Kurtaderon Adam. Or Adam. Turkish Star Wars. A.k.a. Turkish right. Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, it proves that Star Wars ripoffs had no national boundaries. Uh, this film came out in 82 and goes as far as to outright still footage from Lucas's film, as well <laughs> as from Soviet news clips. <laughs> yes, that part kills me. To pad out a 91 minute runtime. The Midnight Madness favorite features a planetary <laughs> shield created from the human brain power. AKA, AKA the Death Star. <laughs> a slimy space bar, the Mos Eisley Cantina, and a desert planet tattooing in space zombies. Space zombies! You gotta love space zombies. Oh, yeah. Man, I turned. Oh, wow. The sounds off, but I'm watching this trailer, the trailer they have from YouTube, and this. <laughs> They actually have, like, um, guys in... It looks like a Starship cockpit with an obvious movie screen behind them running scenes from Star Wars, the trench run and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and of course, this is... I where, mean, it's not even a green screen. It's just a movie projection screen behind them. <laughs> of course, this is where the infamous blue snow trooper comes from, as well as the action figures from this movie. <laughs> so, uh, in number three, Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin... This came out in 86. Uh, if you were wondering what Star Wars might be like if the dialogue was significantly worse and the characters were animated like bad Saturday morning cartoons, um, this would be the brainchild that would come out. <laughs> Though it has the distinction of being one of the first animated films to use uh, 3D effects and combine computer animation with traditional um, not much you could do in 86 with, with all that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it was definitely very blatant that it was ripping off Star Wars and Lucas's superior film. Yeah, it, yeah Lucas's film franchise. Number looking f- at the video quality, it actually looks good. Yeah. What, look at, just looking through the trailer as we're sitting here. 86. Being someone who loved the 80s cartoons and stuff. Yeah, it, this is actually it, better than a lot of what was out there um, in the mainstream. It almost has like a, a Battle Beyond the Stars or, or not Battle Beyond the Stars. Battle. What? Which one? Vicky, help me out with this. What was the anime anime cartoon? Was it Battle Beyond the Planets? The Battle of the Planets. G four Gotcha Man. Gotcha Man. Yes. Yes. It almost has. It's almost a mix of that and Voltron, look wise. Yeah. It's got. It looks like the um. It would be the, a, blade, a ripoff of lightsaber. It looks like Thunder's sword. Yeah. Almost. The guys just run, walking around with just the sword hilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to love Thunder. Uh, number four is Star Odyssey: 
robot boxing. <laughs> okay. It's a, an Italian Italian ex, exploration or exploitation director, Alfonso Brasicia, made not one, not two, but four movies in the late 70s that aped Star Wars, basically copied Star Wars in hopes of piggybacking on its unprecedented success. Uh, the title of the fourth, Space Odyssey, immediately gives its attention away. Uh, even though the, the film actually contains some of the most perplexing sequences of any film on this list, uh, the plot follows the, a, a human uprising to reclaim the Earth from the clutches of evil, the evil conqueror Kress and his cyborg army. Um, so Terminator was taken from this? <laughs> it looks like the guys in here are actually fighting a really bad Cyberman costume. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some really bad, bad fighting choreography in here. Yeah. Now, this next one, I I kind of like this movie, but I never thought of it as a, a Star Wars ripoff, and that's Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah, I've uh, heard of this one as uh, in people doing uh, talking about Star Wars ripoffs and stuff. I've never seen it yet, so. No, I, I, I don't think I have either. It, it was one of those movies that you see a lot on, like, HBO. Okay. Um, oh, let me let me pull up the cast for this. Um, well, why it it's so terrible that they actually put it out on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Well, the James Cameron directed the film special effects. How's that for okay. you? For for star power. Yeah, but he also, if I remember right, didn't he do Dark Star? I think so. So you, so you had they had a beach ball with stuff glued to it, floating around, calling it a robot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the cast for this was Richard Thomas, which you might remember from The Waltons, Robert Vaughn, John Saxon, George Pappard. Oh, George Pappard. Uh, Sybil Danning. Uh. Sam Jaffe. Earl Bowen. Uh, James Gowan. Um, let's see if there's anyone else on here. Major Julia Duffy, which she I kind of want to watch this now. Yeah, I it, it's it's a, it, it could be considered a guilty pleasure movie. Now I'm in the uncredited. See if there's anyone remotely. Kathy Griffin was an alien extra in this movie, <laughs> and she's uncredited. So far for the un yeah of all the uncredited, that's the biggest name, Kathy Griffin. Or John uh, Saxon, if you like Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, well, I didn't think this was that. I mean, yeah, it's a B movie, but it's it, it wasn't that bad. Uh, again, this comes from Roger Corman and his New World Pictures. Um, it's it sold itself as the Magnificent Seven in space, um, mm. while okay. its plot was secondary to its outer space antics, most of which came straight from from Star Wars. Um, it actually looks a very a lot like. Um from TV, the um, Buck Rogers and Battlestar from the late 70s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I was yeah. just watching Buck Rogers last night, actually. Um, oh, also, what was the other feel for it? Uh, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, now, this one I almost disagree with. The Black Yeah, I'm, th I'm wondering yeah. where they're pulling this, because I've never seen the connection between this and Star Wars, other than the fact that it's a space movie. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know. I really don't agree with this one. This one, it Dis they're saying Disney couldn't let Star Wars steal the young viewers and their merchandise viewers without some sort of fight. 
so unfortunately, they're saying unfortunately the product was dismal, was a dismal, dismal, confusing mess uh, that we come to know as the black hole. Um, a film trapped somewhere between kid-friendly family fun and oddly in an oddly dark space opera involving lobotomies, religious overtones, and the evisceration evisceration of a major character. Uh, you you got Anthony Perkins, Ernest Borgnine, Slim Pickens, Rodney McDowell. I mean, Vincent, Old Bob, Maximilian, great droids, great robots. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love this movie when I was a kid. The toys were yeah. awesome for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. Disney jumped in to make sure they were com- trying to compete in the in the sci-fi game, but I think they overdid it with this film because the. There was a lot there for for its time. I mean, there's been talk about remaking it for this day and age uh, with the current technology, and I think that can make the film so much better. Yeah, this is one. Give the story I, a little more focused and stuff. Yeah, this yeah. is one I wouldn't mind a remake of. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was a lot of potential then, and, and I think a remake could definitely bring that out. Yeah, I think so. I I could see that one being remade. So now this last one. Again, I I kind of was trying to figure out where the stretch because because this was a stretch as well. Aragon. I have not seen that one, so I can't really. Yeah, I've only seen it once or twice. I think I actually have it downstairs on the DVD shelf, though. It, a, a dragon movie, and it's a rip off of Star Wars. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, farm boy becomes a dragon rider, an elder dragon rider, aka you know who's played by Jeremy Irons. Teaches him the way of becoming a dragon rider. But if you're going to add this, this, how about some other films that are very similar as well? Yeah, basically, the, it, oh, basically the mythology is der- derivative, but lots of movies have the same themes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like if this is a um, ripoff of Star Wars, why didn't Harry Potter make the list first? Yeah, really. Well, the first that. Harry Potter movie is almost a direct <laughs> um, same story. With the, the yeah. wizards and everything else, the way they do it, yeah. there is a lot more similarities between Harry Potter and Star Wars than there was this. Yeah, mm. I agree. But so, any other movies y'all would put in there as a bad ripoff? Nothing that's not actually supposed to be a parody. Yeah, there's plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, we're kind of slowly wrapping up, coming to a wrapping point on the show. Um, okay. Alrighty. How about a quiz? I, I know we didn't do it last time because we had Mark on the show. Uh, Mark went oh, from, yeah. from formerly of Lucasfilm. Um, he was a great guest. Did we did we do a quiz or anything with episode two? I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's actually where we introduced the quiz. Yes, because we didn't do it in one. We did it about the Emperor, yeah. Yeah. So, well, this one is, how well do you know Star Wars The Force Awakens? Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, question one. There are ten questions in this. What is the first word of the opening crawl? Oh. I know, I know, but I already took the quiz. Is it Luke, the, A, or N? I'm going to say N? Uh, I'm going to say Luke. Oh, yeah, I think it is Luke. It was Luke. Oh, no. Okay. And Luke is correct. Um, what happens to Poe Dameron's X-Wing after he is taken from Jakku? Kylo's frozen blaster shot hits it. It's taken by the First Order. Scavengers steal its parts. Or Stormtroopers destroy it. It's the last one, isn't it? Stormtroopers destroy it. Yeah, Stormtroopers yeah, destroy it. That's what I think, yeah. 
Yeah. And we are correct. What is Finn's proper name? Oi. TK. TK421? Oh, That's not it. <laughs> yeah, he's not a TK. FN4 F- something. I don't F- know. FN2187? Yes. I don't know what I said, TK. FN2199? Or FN2118? The first one? Yeah, it's 2187. 2187. Mm. Yeah, because all I could hear is. Fasman going FN2187. Mm-hmm. And that is correct. How many portions does Unkar Plut offer for BB8? 20, 40, 60, or 80? 60. 60? Yeah, 60. I remember this one, yeah. Mm. That is correct. What creature does Finn share a drink with in Jakku? Zeb would take offense to this. Is it that a, last choice? Yeah. Is it a Hapabore, a Hurid, a Luga Beast, or a Lasat? <laughs> it's the Hapabore. It is a Hapabore. And if you ever wanted one for your action figure collection, Disney has some vinyl ones that are pretty cool. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's actually the first place you find out the name of it. Yeah. That's the only place you find out the name of it. Yeah. Who injures Chewbacca's arm? Kylo Ren. I actually got this one wrong. Kylo Ren, Tasu Leech, a... Kanju Club? Kanju Club? Kanju Club member or a. Member, tell it to Kanju Club. Or a Guavian Death Gang member. Uh, I'm not sure on this one. I'm not, it's not sure. Kylo Ren. It's, it's no, not it's Ren. definitely not Kylo Ren. It's not Ren. It's not. Who's Tyson? I don't think it's Kanju Club either. Who's Tyson Leach? Tyson Leach was um, leader of uh, the Guavian Death Gang because the Kanju Club came in later. No, no, no. Who was the second one to come in? Death Gang was first. Kanji Club came in second. So Tasu Leach was the leader of the... Um, I believe he was the leader of the Kanji Club. Yeah, there, there was some interesting trivia, too, about the Kanji Club. That they were actually cast members of another movie. Are yeah, they, they were from... Um, from The Raid? Yeah. Which? That was actually the whole cast of The Raid. Okay. Which is a really good movie, by the way. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. I have not. If you like action movies, there's no story to it. It's just repetitive action. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a Korean one? Um, I think uh, Indonesian or something. Okay. Maybe. So the guess is Tasso Leech, Kanji Club, or Coven Death Gang? I'm going to say Kanji Club. I'm going to say Leech. And I'm going to say Kanji Club because I don't remember what I had wrong, what I got last time. So I'm going to go with the majority and say Kanji Club, and it is nope. wrong. Oh. And the thing is, you can't go back and do the test over unless you start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it doesn't tell you who was who the answer was. No, nope. ah, sons of mothers. But Google will. Um, what does Supreme Leader Snoke say will happen if Luke Skywalker returns? The First Order will rise. The New Jedi will rise. The Sith will rise again. The Republic will rise again. Uh, the Jedi will, pro- will rise if I remember right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Not sure. We will say New Jedi, and we are correct. Which of the following is not a Maz Kanata quote? Let's get to it. Who's the girl? You look troubled. I know the force. I think it's you look troubled. Nope. She's, she says that to Ray. Yeah. Who's the girl? He asks, she asks Han. Yeah. See, I chose let's get to it um, when I took this test before, and that was wrong. Really? Yeah. What was the second answer? Who's the girl? Let's get to it. I know which Who's one it is the girl? now. You look is troubled. It, maybe it's that one, then. And I know the force. 
Oh, it's, you look troubled. I think it's I know the force. Yeah, I think no. She that. says that I know the force because she says that directly to Ray. Then, hmm. if everyone agrees, I will click on "You look troubled." Okay, Joe, and it is correct. Uh huh. What are Leia's last words to Han? I love you. Get home safe. Bring him home. I will wait for you. Bring him home. Bring him home. And that is correct. I know. Which resistance? <laughs> <laughs> which resistance pilot does not survive the assault on Starkiller Base? Name now. That's not true. He does survive because he's back in the next film. Yeah. yeah. Elo Na- Elo Asti. Which yeah, Elo Asti. Which is the Snap Wexley? I think is back. Boys. I don't. I'm not sure, but I think he comes back. Snap Wexley so. or Jess Pava. This either makes us eight and two or seven and three. I'm gonna go with the second one. Elo Elo Asti. I Elo Asti. I believe he survives. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Once we make the decision, I, there's some trivia about Elo Asti too. Who was the last one? Jess Pava. I don't know who that Jess one Pava. is. Jess Pava. Well, that's we... got to be it. That's the only name I don't know. Let's try. Mm, could be. A... Nope. That's not it. So. Oh. You take oh, the question right, over then. there. Then let's go to Snap Wexley. Oh, it's not Snap Wexley either. Ah, oh, Snap. It says we got eight correct. We got eight correct. Take the quiz again. <laughs> Figure out where we where we missed. Uh, who injures Chewbacca's arm? Yeah, I'm still trying to look that up. It is the Death Gang. Okay. Um. We said just Snap Wexley was incorrect. I'm gonna go. And it's not just Pava either, so it's gotta be Elo Elo Asti. Yeah, it's gonna be Elo Asti, and it is Elo Asti. And actually, you know the trivia about that one? Yeah, it's a tribute to the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's from oh, was yeah. it the Hello Nasty song or line. Yeah. That's that's JJ um, Abrams' favorite band of all time. That's why they got so much of it in um, the Star Trek movies, also. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So, um. And of course, our our next episode is going to be at the end of the month. Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be on the twenty fifth. Is when that episode will air. This episode, uh, obviously, you're hearing it now. Um, there's only one Star Wars book between now and then from Marvel Comics, and that is the Star Wars Force Awakens adaptation number four. Uh, it's being written by Chuck Wendig, pencilers Luke Ross. Uh, Ray, Finn, Han, and Chewie have reached Maz Kanata's castle, but the Force is calling Ray to Luke's lightsaber. Meanwhile, our heroes have been discovered. The First Order strikes. So we're just now hitting like the halfway point in the movie with this. Yeah. Uh, this so this, a, this is a six-issue. So oh, go ahead. This, this is a six-issue series. Okay. So... So I actually bought the first episode or first book of this and thought they blew through way too fast into where they ended up with the end of it. But did they hit the brakes really hard before on the next two uh, story wise? I'm not sure. I, the pacing seemed way fast it. on the first one. Where did they end it. the first one at? I don't know. I'd have to turn around and go grab the book. I don't remember now. I've only bought the first one. Mm. I, I I haven't read them. They're in they're in the queue to read. Okay. Uh, is an adaptation. I, yeah, I mean, all the other ones were like that too. You never know; they'd rush through some things, and other things it would take like six issues to get through. Well, and with this one too, it's like it, coming out in July or in June. It's like why didn't it start when the movie was out? When it made more yeah. sense? 
I think this is one of those Marvel said, oops, <laughs> we dropped the ball. Yeah, oh, wait, we didn't charge something? Uh-oh. <laughs> so we'll have to see what the December solicits if we get a Rogue One adaptation. Yeah. And I will say this is the first Star Wars title from Marvel that did not have an action figure variant. Hmm. So number one did not have an action figure variant. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank God. They, they figured they'd save you a little bit of cash, Mike. Yes, they did. Yeah. So, yeah, the action figure variants are killing me. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. And then, and then I find they out, saw you coming from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they saw me coming from the Hubble telescope. <laughs> it's just like with Darth Vader number 25, which comes out next month. Um Suppose, I, originally it would come out this month, but they're because it's forty issues and there is the finale of the series. Uh, I think they're making a big to do about it. Uh, it's going to be a forty-page issue. Um, besides the normal action figure variant cover, there is a an online store that has commissioned one as well. I'm like, oh, <laughs> killing me. Well, at least it's online. You don't have to actually <laughs> travel yeah. anywhere for it. True. That's that's because Marvel's putting it out. Every book Marvel puts out, you have to have twenty seven hundred um, variant covers for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars has sixty seven for issue one. I think I think the only reason why Harley Quinn with DC had so many is because there was a lot of shops that commissioned a variant yeah. cover, and and that's kind of what happened with this. Um, looking at the archives of variant cover action figure variant covers for Star Wars the different Star Wars titles I'm missing three there was like a, a mini three pack set there was the the one that looked like the back of the card and both of those were exclusive to uh, specific shops and then there was um, of course now the the Vader well there was also a Boba Fett variant that Christopher offered on his side only for Star Wars number four and now with Darth Vader 25, there's going to be two different variant covers for it. Action figure variants. Yeah. One that's a store exclusive and then the retail. So, well, that's going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts? Yes, actually, I have one final thought. <clears throat> I was very disappointed to find out yesterday when I was watching the news that John Boyega was recently shooting a movie in Brockton, Massachusetts, which is an hour and a half away from my home. Had I known that, I could have gone down and tried to at least see him. Yeah. But I didn't find out until it was too late. Do you know what movie it was? I do not know. I don't remember. It'd be really cool if it was Pacific Rim 2. I don't yeah, think that's what it was. But, uh, is he in? That would is be he cool. in too? Yeah. Yes. Are you supposed to be? Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. He's doing um, a King Arthur movie, so he couldn't be uh-huh. in the second. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a trailer out for that one already. Yeah. Well, Pacific Rim's a Star Wars ripoff. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's a Robotech and Godzilla ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Still awesome though. Yeah, the, it is. the kaiju remind me. Yeah. Of Star Wars cantina creatures. <laughs> I'm being I still keep saying Pacific Rim is that movie is the one that tells me I want to see a Voltron and Robotech movie. Now that if they can do Pacific Rim and make it look like that, they can do Voltron and Robotech. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're supposed to be doing a Voltron. Well, well both they... of those properties have been optioned years ago, and they're still just yeah, yeah, they're just a, in development still. Netflix has got the the animated series back, and it's not yeah, 
That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I like everything. It. Yeah, I liked everything about it except for Coran. I yeah, don't like what yeah. they did with that character. No. Yeah. Which is funny because the guy who's doing his voice, I, I really love him, but he's a comedian, and that's just not the way they were. They should have went with yeah. Coran. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, the other the different pilots and stuff. Those guys can be comedian and cut up, and that's fine. But Coran's supposed to be the stoic guy standing behind the console. Right. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Yes. Um, I recently binge-watched a show on Netflix called The Get Down, okay. which it's set in 1977 in the Bronx, and it's about these four boys who, um, they're being introduced to hip-hop music, and um, basically, like, it borrows a lot of themes from Star Wars, and there are lots of characters who are derivative of Star Wars characters, like the main character is absolutely Luke Skywalker. Hmm. And like you guys really need to watch it. It's really good. Like even like the force is represented by music and artistic um passion. Interesting. And uh, it's created by uh Baz Luhrmann. Okay. He's he directed the first episode. It's just really good. If you watch the first what episode was it called? Be, it's the get down. Hmm. We'll have to check it out. I'll have to add yeah. it to my list. Yeah. My yeah. Very long list of things <laughs> I want to watch. I'm still, I'm still trying to get through uh, Stranger Things. And there supposedly. Two episodes left. Yeah. Wow. Star Wars um, this show in came out too. the same time as Stranger Things. And, like, I really like Stranger Things too, but I think that the Get Town deserves all, these, all the same accolades. Hmm. Cool. Well, if there's nothing else. Then there's only one thing left to do. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Shit! I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2. Oh, <laughs> 